police in the morning. A man brutally murdered comes back to life as an undead avenger of his and his fiance's murder. I'm Corey. And I'm Paul. And we are the, the B-Movie, B-Movie Bros. Bros. We B-Movies to the best of our ability. Sometimes we get off topic, but randomness is a gift. So, here we are in uh, whatever fucking month it is anymore. August. And we decided to talk about conspiracies, because why the hell not? It's a good month to discuss it, I think. So, for the first Gins movie... an A, like aliens. We're taking a look at the movie The Crow from 1994. And the conspiracy surrounding this happens to be, you know, the death of the actor Brandon Lee, which happened during the filming of the movie. He was tragically shot because they got a real gun, like, or they turned a fake gun into a real gun or used a real gun. I was never really sure about what the specifics. There's a lot of different versions of it. So, like, the, the story is that a, a bullet got lodged in the barrel of the gun they were using for the stunt, and then when they fired the blank crown, the propellant shot the bullet out of the barrel... And the, you know, weapon safety person was sent home that day early, and nobody checked the gun, and all this stuff happened, which, um, was all triggered by the Hong Kong Mafia, supposedly. Who also killed his father, Bruce Lee. But as we were watching this movie, we figured out the truth about what happened to Brandon Lee. I can't believe no one noticed this beforehand. So, so Brandon Lee is not dead. He faked his death. And went on to, to escape the China, the Hong Kong Mafia, or and, Chinese Mafia, whatever. And went to become one of the greatest directors of our time, after he assumed his new name, Tommy Wiseau. Well, I'm thinking, because there's the, there's the theory that Tommy Wiseau was actually D.B. Cooper. Perhaps, like, perhaps, like, this whole time, Brandon Lee was actually D.B. Cooper. But after this movie, he faked his death. Again, and became Tommy Wiseau. They got the long hair, they've got like... There are a lot of similarities between this and The Room, you know. Both deal with, you know, guys with long hair. Um, awkward, awkward chin sex. Yeah, there's... Yeah, they're basically the same movie. So, on to our normal talk. Let's get dive right into the shit with our technical difficulties. Top and bottom three... And man, was this a hard thing. So let's talk about the top first. Let's just get it out of the way. So, for me, number three. The Crow dies. So we never have to sit through another Crow movie ever, ever again. Harsh. Number two. Poor Crow. Explosions. This movie has several explosions, and explosions are good. And number one. Tony Todd and Ernie Hudson are in this movie, and just like about everything they're in, they're pretty fantastic. I mean, Tony Todd is all like bodyguardly and intimidating, and you know has a couple lines which is expertly acted. Unlike, he pulls off the goatee pretty well. Unlike most of the people, and Ernie Hudson is you know fantastic. Like, like Ernie Hudson always is. Can't argue that one. Actually, that leads to my um, number three of my top. Ernie Hudson and Tony Todd. They're just awesome in everything they are. The only people you need to pay attention to. (laughs) You know, we got fucking Candyman in it, and, like, the guy from from Ghostbusters, like... And Predator. And Predator. What what, what could be better, really? It's, It's just great. Number two. I actually really like the dark, gothic atmosphere with the churches and all that other stuff. Like, there are some 
directorial decisions I don't really agree with, but the overall, I still think it's cool, and I definitely think it was cooler at the time, but some things that just remain interesting and well-made, like, yeah, for the artistically. Most, for the most part, they used lighting really well for the atmosphere, yeah. too. Uh, I, I definitely like that style. It's um, something that I've, even past, like, the 90s and everything, I still greatly appreciate. And number one, so like Corey said, some of the deaths in it are like, involved explosions, which I very much liked, especially the one in particular where the crew, like, duct tapes a guy to a car and then, like, drives the car off a cliff and blows it up. That was, that was pretty cool. So, definitely explosions, lots of gunfights, lots of violence. It was... It definitely lived up to the action part of the action horror, quote-unquote, sci-fi movie. I don't know where sci-fi comes in, but whatever. And if anyone ever Fuck tries to tell me there's right. another Crow movie, I will deny it. Nope. I will deny it and never watch another one. It ended with this. Number three for the bottom for me. This film is so goddamn pretentious. Like, it feels like they were trying to make an art film, but it's a fucking comic book movie. Like, it fell so short, and I just, I just wish the edge in this movie was short enough for me to fall off of. This movie reminds me of the remake of Devil May Cry, where they just have, like, Dante or, like, Edgelord Dante going, I'm such a badass, <laughs> don't make fun of me, guys. And it's just like, dude, shut the fuck up, like, you're not Dante, just d don't even try. You're not edgy, you're just annoying. Number two. So, the crow has an array of superpowers, I guess, which entail, like, healing fast... Sight through the eyes of a crow, infinite ammo, transferring some dead person's pain to somebody else, and squeezing the drugs out of somebody's track marks. Like, it's a very odd array, and, like, very, like, timing-specific, his powers. Like, there's no consistency, and I don't understand why he gets the powers that he has. This is one of those problems with, like, movies and comics where, like, the character just gets random powers. Is You don't know what they're capable of, so, like, in any given fight, they can just pull off a random power. And it's like, well, that's kind of bullshit. Like, whereas in a, good, in a good work, you know what they're capable of, and they'll have to use it in creative ways. Like, the, the ending fight in this, he says, by the way, I have this power to make you sad. And, like, he makes the guy sad till he falls off fucking roof of a building and that's that's pretty dumb avatar i can now lock your powers to bend <laughs> number number one no hunter hunter this movie really does seem to move so slow from time to time but that's not it i, I really had to give this a, a slash and it has to be tied with the horrible misuse of the one-liner chances in this movie like there could have been something cool that the crow says, like, you know, the, the crows come for your soul or something, but no, he's just like, you're dead now. Like, like, it, so much missed yeah. opportunity. He could have had so many like, one line. He didn't even have a catchphrase. He, like. was, he wasn't broody enough to be like the dark, just like, the dark you're, night. You're dead. Like... There was nothing there to really, like, solidify that kind of character. So yeah. they should have just went in a different direction. When you look like, well, him, you need to pull off one-liners, because you're just not gritty and badass enough to pull off just saying stuff. 
So what are your bottom three, Paul? So my bottom three are, well, I kind of said this, but I'll be honest, no disrespect for the dead, but Brandon Lee is like one of the least threatening people I can honestly think of. In no way does he just seem like this greedy badass that they were attempting to make him out to be in this movie, and... You know, honestly, I think the only realistic way he can win a fight is either either having his dad fight the fight for him, or just having his opponent laugh their ass off when they see him coming out of a dark alley with the fucking Joker makeup on. Like, he just, he's not intimidating, I'm sorry. Like, I look at him like, dude, I can kick your ass, and I'm way out of shape, like... Sorry, Brandon, like, no this, offense. This is one of those real fuck-ups with, with casting, where, like... They really couldn't afford to get Sting from the WCW, you know, the wrestler, not the musician, to, like, come and just, like, be himself, like, play his wrestling character as a superhero. Like, he already used the makeup like that, and he would have had a fucking badass baseball bat to beat the shit out of people with. That's actually one of the issues with this movie in general, is a lot of the guys in it are, well, they're pretty boys, and, like, while they might be aesthetically pleasing to the female and homosexual audience, they don't make for very good badasses, because one, like, their fighting is really kind of laughable, and, like, they just don't seem like the type that would be threatening if they were going after you. Like, yeah. I'd just kick them in the shin, like, just be done with it. They'd well, be too Paul, busy crying. Paul thinks they're pretty boys. I don't find them attractive in this movie, I mean, but, you know, to each their own. We all have our own taste, but... Anyways, number two... So why the fuck was Sarah even in this film? I, I've thought this ever since the first time I saw this many years ago. Like, she adds absolutely nothing to the story of, like, narrating a little bit. And she's like, oh, yeah, I knew Eric when he was alive. Okay. But, like, they could have literally cut her character out completely. And really nothing would have changed. Like, is she there to be like, oh, he was once hu human, but now he's, like, the dead. And he can't be friends with me because he's dead and I'm alive and... It's apparently a taboo, so, like, so why deep. was she in this? Yeah, it's like, was there, like, some poetic thing I wasn't supposed to get? Was she, like, supposed to indicate his human side? Because I feel like all that could have been done without her, and she's just there to be, like, some little girl in the film. Well, I feel like this movie appeals to, like, young teen and preteen girls more than anyone else, not because yeah. of just, like, your pretty boy fantasies with Okay, but can we stop saying that? But, not my pretty boy <laughs> Sarah was a character that young girls could relate to in, in like, I guess, a, a dark way or an angsty way. The 13-year-old um, female fan base of this film, which is like 90%. <laughs> Alright, number one. This movie isn't as deep as it thinks it is. It's like all, it tries to be all dark and edgy with like these one-liners that like, the, the writers seem to think you're cool, but, like, they're really not that deep, and I feel like they're in place what could have been some genuinely cool one-liners, so... Yeah, sorry, guys. Didn't age well, like, past the age of 13. Which I think is older than this movie at this point. Actually, yeah, it definitely is. This movie is old enough that it's fan... is older than its fan base by this point. I don't think the, the the fan base for this movie, like, even know about it anymore. Like, I feel like it's one of those movies that, at least I hope it is one of those movies that just fell off the face of the earth after, like, its initial fan base, like... <laughs> the fan base moved on to Twilight. 
Well, we did talk a little bit about how we wish there were one-liners, and they really missed the mark on the uh, the dialogue, but we're going to go ahead and have a good old-fashioned quote war. Quote war. Anyway, so we'll quote this movie back and forth. You tell us who had the better quotes. I'll start us off with, Childhood's over the moment you know you're going to die. Go play with your dolls or something. I wasn't a big enough asshole. Caw, caw, bang, fuck, I'm dead. You're directly out of your fucking mind. You gotta put the mustard underneath first. You need professional help. This is already boring the shit out of me. That ends this episode's edition of Quote Wars. If you have a favorite quote from this movie or anything else you'd like to say about it, please leave it in the comments below. It's time to give this film our final take. Remember, friends, our final take is a score on our shot scale. Our shot scale is a reverse scale, 1 to 10, 1 being the best, 10 being the worst. How many shots do you need to get through this film? I gave it an 8 out of 10. I gave it a 4 out of 10. Hey, guys! Do you know what edgy is? Well, The Crows tries to be the edgiest 90s edge-tastic list film of all time. Oh, boy. The film has so much edge, it makes me feel like a flat earther. I keep running and searching, but I just can't find the end of it. The dialogue is so dark and boring. The action almost always sucks, and every opportunity for good dialogue is missed. The only thing they get right is explosions. The Crow is not scary, he is not intimidating, and he's not broody enough to really be anything. He, like, misses all the marks of any kind of superhero. Or anti-hero. Also, they stole the end from the fucking Beauty and the Beast, and Gaston should come out and kick the asses of everyone in this film for that transgression, because no one revenges like Gaston. The Virgin Crow versus the Chad Gaston. <laughs> the Crow is a movie that is very much a product of its time. The dark gothic atmosphere, the random Edgar Allan Poe quotes, and trench coats very much scream 90s punk. I remember watching this film as a teenager and thinking it was the coolest thing ever. Watching it in my 30s, however, just makes me cringe and embarrassed for my teenage version of myself. The whole film just feels like it's trying way too hard to be cool. But at least I don't have to buy razors for a while. I can just shave for free with all the edge I got from this movie. Oh, which reminds me, so the description we read for this movie was from Amazon.com on Amazon because uh, we rented this movie because this piece of shit isn't going anywhere near my collection. Yeah, I don't plan on uh, watching it again for another 15 years. So, you know, it's time to drink away this flick. Drink away this flick. Come on and grab your drink. Let's drink away this flick. Bum, 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 bum. I, I got no segue, friends. I just, I, I fuck this film. Here are some drinking games for it. Drink responsibly. Number one. Every time a cop says, what the crap, take a drink. Every time it's raining, take a drink. Anytime the main villain is dressed like Jareth from Labyrinth, take a drink. Number four, anytime Ernie Hudson is at the hot dog stand, take a drink. And number five, of course, because it's conspiracy month, every time you see something related to or evidence of a conspiracy, take a drink. Every time someone falls through a window, take a drink. Every time the crowd calls, take a drink. Every time someone quotes Poe, take a drink. And every time Eric gets shot, take a drink. And those are your ways to drink away the slick. If you have any thoughts about this movie or anything else B-Movie related, you can leave us a comment or the iTunes or SoundCloud. You can also email us at bmoviebros.com, like us on Facebook at facebook.com, bmoviebros, follow us on Twitter at bmoviebros, my personal Twitter at bmoviepaul. You can check out all of the content, including reviews, interviews, and chats on our website, bmoviebros.com, where we have news stories each week. If you want to help support the show, consider donating to our PayPal or Patreon accounts. Link is right below. 
We've come to the end of week one for Conspiracy Month, so um, obviously the crow is in the number one spot. The question is, will it remain there? I sure as fuck hope not. Will the crow remain higher than everything else? I, I didn't have a good <laughs> will analogy. It, will it fly higher <laughs> than the others? <laughs> will it fly above the rest? Well, that's kind of going to be hard because next week we're going to be taking... the edge. We're going to be taking a look at another movie that, that kind of deals with conspiracies. We're going to take a look at the 2003 film Silent Warnings, which deals with, you know, crop circles and also the fact that all Baldwin brothers are just one person at different stages of weight. I can believe it. So until next time, friends, be brave, be alive, and be back for more. Get on,